Hi, I'm Bijan and you're listening to the second episode of Undisturbed. I left Iran and applied for asylum in Turkey in 2012. I didn't have a passport and lived in Turkey for six and a half years hoping that UNHCR resettles me in a country that accepts refugees because Turkey didn't and doesn't accept any refugees. With the unfortunate war that sparked in Syria and the flow of refugees to Turkey, the countries who had previously agreed to admit refugees from Turkey mostly stopped their operations, leading to a mass accumulation of asylum seekers and refugees throughout Turkey. Having no chance of getting an ID card and living in a safe country, I had to leave my home once again and smuggle myself into Greece with the hope that I can go to Central Europe from there. Long story short, the smugglers dropped all my money and I was left penniless in Greece. I didn't know where to go and what to do. But fortunately, through a nice friend with a lot of contacts, I could finally stay in City Plaza and experience a self-organized community firsthand. City Plaza was a seven floors hotel that was shut down in 2010. Six years later, on April 22, 2016, a group of activists and refugees decided to occupy the building and show that a self-organized community can better help refugees in crisis. In this episode, I talked with Yorgos Maniatis, one of the founding members of the City Plaza squad in Athens. This interview is recorded in his cozy home in Athens in a warm day of October 2020 over a delicious dinner. It was perfect for a small talk on City Plaza and the general political situation in Greece. Well, I'm Yorgos Magnatis and I live in Athens almost all my life. I was uh, born in Germany from migrant parents and I went also in Germany to study 10 years ago, and uh, I'm active uh, in the left scene since my school days. So in the high school, we had uh, some uh, movements, we occupied the schools. This is happening also now in Greece. I was also organized in a group called uh, Network for Social and Political Rights, which uh, had made main focuses in supporting um, political prisoners or doing campaigns against uh, state repression uh, on the one side. On the other side, it was uh, uh, all, everything concerning uh, liberties and, uh, uh, and social rights. And from the 90s formed the, maybe the first uh, association in solidarity with migrants, making campaigns, trying, trying to bring uh, different uh, groups in common actions because I'm 41 years old. I lived in the 90s, so the mass migration from the Balkans in, in Greece, especially from Albania and, uh, and other countries, but the Albanians were the main, uh, the main group of migrant workers. And then a change in the 2000s, that uh, uh, migration from, the, from Middle East and, and, and Central Asia became uh, uh, dominant. So in the last decade, it was a crisis, that, uh, the economic crisis, the Greek crisis, that it was called, that it was 
really dominating uh, not only the politics, the lives of the people here. There was a kind of Occupy movement in Greece. There was uh, this attempt to bring uh, Syriza government uh, in order to challenge the, the austerity politics. After it collapsed, or at the same time that it collapsed, uh, it was 2015, the summer of migration, and then I was uh, active uh, mainly in this project of, uh, of the squatted hotel of City Plaza in the center of Athens. This lasted three and a half years. There, we met also there, so it's uh, in my biography, if you say, this is uh, maybe the most important uh, thing I, I was... Uh, part of. It's very, uh, very radical in its demands, so it was about uh, living together and how is it possible the society to self-organize in a way, or to give uh, an example. What did City Plaza offer to the people? What was its political background? Plaza was a part of the self-organized uh, solidarity projects that was many in, uh, in the period of 2015 and especially of the housing squats. So there was a broader movement that uh, created uh, small structures in all the, the routes in, in uh, all the path of the of the migration route, so there was self-organized kitchens. It was uh, clinics distributing material, uh, helping people to to get uh, with the everyday problems. We speak about period with thousands of people being homeless. The first uh, squad was the only existing right now in Athens. It was Notara squad in a, in a building for about 100, 150 people. But City Plaza uh, had a special role, as you said. It was the biggest one, and in a sense, it was the most open one. Uh, there was a specific uh, spectrum of groups that initiated, that took the initiative to, to do the plaza. And uh, it was what in, uh, in the Greek, let's say, map of powers, it's, uh, it's on the radical left. In Greece there is a... So Plaza had uh, uh, also people that, uh, especially in, in the youth, who were part of Syriza in the period of uh, going to the government and which left after the referendum. It had also my group, which uh, was not officially Syriza, but it supported Syriza uh, in this uh, in this way of becoming government and also and at the beginning and the, there was also at the beginning a, a anarcho syndicalist group in this way it had also some different characteristics so city plaza was more open to present itself in the media if you compare it with a an anarchist a more anarchist squad we made a campaign which somehow uh, was more, more open, as I said. On the other side, the plaza 
from the very beginning uh, had its own uh, dynamic and uh, yeah, I mean that uh, especially for the residents uh, it was an active uh, gesture it was it was a that they had uh, the possibility to live somewhere then it was coming the question about how we live together how the rules are to be decided this this was the most important part of uh, of plaza it was an, an uh, because plaza was so big was also interesting because it confronted also the official policies about housing of refugees so you could uh, present uh, a whole uh, seven floor building lived by very different uh, nationalities and uh, different people and somehow uh, managing to come over with uh, the, the very problems and uh, the very needs that was quite huge now they are closing the last hotels they started renting hotels uh, through some programs european programs unhcr and so on and uh, for sure if you see what what the budget and what uh, uh, what professional work was needed for them and what for plaza and how the conditions were in both of them plaza you could see that there was an effort from inside that uh, created something totally different from an asylum, a closed place, a very separate place for migrants. It was uh, the presence of thousands of, uh, we call it solidarians in Greek, that it was uh, really the support from, uh, European, uh, from European countries, mostly from young people, but not only and somehow inspired lots of people uh, a project that uh, lots of people all over the world could identify with. Can you tell me more about the day you occupied the hotel? The day that the uh, plaza was cotted, uh, the uh, square nearby called Victoria Square was full with, uh, with refugee families. And uh, there was uh, also some initiatives to offer some material help. There was a discussion of some weeks before, so making almost everyday meetings you know, lots of, uh, of effort and uh, we had organized together with 300 uh, uh, migrant workers a hunger strikes in 2011. This was an experience that was coming. So many people at Squatted Plaza had participated in this. The political situation, of course, was because of the Syriza government, not so dangerous, but we were thinking that we will be evicted. Maybe we were thinking that uh, either we'll be, we will be evicted directly or we have to leave the place immediately. The day of, uh, of squatting was, uh, there was a preparation, we entered the building. The building was like, uh, there was uh, two centimeters of dust, it was closed for eight years, I think. I don't remember exactly. We, we managed to solve the first uh, 
basic problems, how to connect uh, electricity and how to connect water and all this. We had uh, already a group of migrants uh, from the different camps. At that point there was uh, big camps in Athens. One was in, in the port of Piraeus, one was in uh, the old airport. There was uh, also a part of Kurdish uh, people that uh, were uh, in, the, uh, in another building and they were about to come. So it was, uh, I don't know, 200 uh, migrants that came in the first day or 150, I don't remember exactly now. After passing this, having seen that uh, we could manage to keep it for, for a longer time, it was a, a project without an end in a way, and uh, there was a stress if we can manage. People were uh, really feeling strong because there was this experience of direct solidarity before. And there was also something else, that uh, it was also the period after the collapse, let's say, of this project of Syriza. The summer of migration was also the summer of the referendum in which 62% of uh, Greek people voted against uh, a program of uh, fiscal austerity. And uh, in a week it was uh, turned upside down. For me it was a crazy, uh, and still is. Uh, if you sit from downstairs and look up uh, how big this building was and what, how even we, we were uh, stronger, than before, or stronger than now, but uh, still it was a very big uh, project. So there was a, a feeling of uh, uh, doing something more and it can lead where it can lead. Maybe it's something that we can, don't control, but we will give, we will, we will try it. Uh, yeah, it was the 22 of April 2016. In the morning we entered the building Directly, uh, we tried to make a map of the, of the whole building, how many, uh, how many rooms it has, and so on. It was, it created the, directly. It was created the first working group, which was a reception, and uh, to bring people in, and uh, security, then to check the kitchen, to check the, all the practical, uh, technical issues. The feeling of time uh, is different when. Uh, I was somehow excited. I feel this, this excitement. It is the energy that you have is more than uh, normal. It's somehow get doped. I also think that I would never speak like this if you, if you were asking me at that time. It's, there is also a bit of nostalgia now. <laughs> uh, as the project was going, the support was uh, uh, all the time uh, weaker and weaker, so at the first time we had uh, uh, lots of support. It was also a difficult situation with the ownership. It was a private property, it was an, a hotel that was bankrupt, bankrupt, came insolvent, and it was in a difficult legal situation, but still there was uh, an owner claiming, claiming it. But Plaza could be... Uh, quite strong in the street, could have a big participating in demonstrations in big uh, numbers. It had a, a power on its own, it had a, a dynamic on its own.
which groups and initiatives were involved in the action? And how do you evaluate the whole project? From this distance of time, I think it was uh, only if you take the minimum, it was successful because, uh, I don't know, more than 2,000 people passed from Plaza and could continue their life, in a, could, could take some time in Plaza and continue their life. Uh, this sense of being uh, protagonistic to take the initiative and to... Uh, Plaza was successful only for this for me. The question of uh, how to make lots of Plaza, which maybe somebody was saying, uh, it was uh, really not, uh, not possible. I said also that uh, Plaza had also this experience of uh, disappointment, eh? that in it there was also that uh, the struggles against austerity lost. And uh, it was also that the borders closed, I didn't mention before, that 22 of April means that it 18th of March was voted the uh, Euro-Turkish agreement. It was a period that uh, the Balkan route was closing and militarized. militarized. So there was uh, also a question what we can do in the new situation. From the movement uh, of people, what migration is, but also the, the movement of the solidarity, uh, what can we do as the border closed and said, yeah, to demand in the cities that uh, the camps, it's not the solution, that there is alternatives and if, if there is a will, the mi migration can be dealt totally different as uh, official policies, on, without segregation, without building these camps outside the, the cities, in nowhere lands, isolated, and so on. What we did there is also to show that there is an alternative. And uh, it is a matter uh, if you want to follow it, if the society will press on this side uh, or not. After, after City Plaza also, the things were different for me and for, for others in sense of uh, the groups that at first participated or the experience that we had, it's, it was no more the same. And we faced directly a wave of, uh, of repression so that uh, there is no big refugee squads anymore in, in Athens, except the first one, which still survives, but it's always under threat. Squad in Exarchia in Notara. We had, to, we, we had prepared the text to distribute in the neighborhood. Really, after we entered, uh, there was people from the neighborhood that came to see what has happened. And in this neighborhood, uh, the years before, where uh, the Nazi party, Golden Dawn, had a really uh, strong presence, also supported by the local police and so on, but the region of City Plaza was not Exarchia, so the very political anarchist uh, center of Athens, but uh, somehow uh, on, on the side, of, in, a, in a neighborhood which is migrant neighborhood, but it was also the field of uh, fascist intervention. So we prepared a, a text, which it was coming out of Plaza, but it was saying that uh, don't believe that uh, making the life of uh, migrants more difficult will make your life better. It's the opposite. City Plaza 
will make the life of, of migrants who are uh, homeless better and this is better also for the neighborhood. At the end, there was some uh, locals from uh, the neighborhood, they were Albanians of long residence that were not so friendly or not so open to us and they were asking, why are you leaving? Are you afraid to stay? Something like this. They say, we, we can support you if you stay. And it was people that actually were not, not political at all and, uh, and uh, if you walk now on the same streets, it's, uh, the hotel is empty. I was always in a stress to look in my uh, smartphone to see if there is a, some, if something happened in Plaza. And there was some moments that was uh, really tough in this sense. Not only being attacked, but uh, for example, a fire in Plaza. City Plaza was a, a hotel that had not a second uh, exit. And the last uh, winter was really tough about heating, using of electric heaters and uh, all the things. Or to have an accident and to have a fi fire was uh, the most... Uh, still now, uh, I, I feel some, uh, some moments, I don't know if it's... <laughs> to, to put it that I'm saying, oof, I'm free of it. I don't know. This a catastrophe there, it could be a, a big one. Some people, mainly women, that in the migration uh, uh, route, in this stop of Plaza, it was also possible to change their position. And uh, I remember uh, it was, uh, from the first day, a strange pair. It was a, a, an Afghan man who looked really old. He was not so old, but uh, he looked like an old man. He had a, a wife that probably was the second or a third one, that uh, uh, was 30-something, uh, uh, and a child. And uh, as uh, they came in the first days, and there are some pictures that we made the first cleaning, and uh, <laughs> there is a, uh, a photo, the woman and the baby are cleaning, uh, I don't know, a glass, something like this, and he's watching. And uh, in the following months, uh, the woman became really the head of the family and the older man uh, somehow had to accept it because uh, also he could not speak uh, English, he could not really communicate. Uh, he was beloved because uh, he was a, a figure, a funny figure, a nice figure. It was the woman who uh, took over and uh, she left uh, early from Plaza. There was this housing programs of offering apartments, and, but uh, it was very clear how they, the power relations in the family changed. So this, this were funny. There was also the opposite of so stories, many stories. How did the City Plaza project end and what came after Plaza? After Plaza, we continued and we have a house, a solidarity project uh, in Kipseli. 
it's nearby. It is a seven flat building. And this was uh, not really good organized in the sense that it was uh, made in the last days of Plaza. So it was not discussed properly what we are starting. Now it's one, uh, one year and three months that it exists. But it's faced with similar problems like Plaza that you also mentioned. That there, there is an assembly, but uh, there is lots of people who don't really participate. They may be attends, but they don't participate. They have a, a more uh, attitude that we involve at, at least and we take the most. <laughs> and um, this, is, uh, this is also what our society is. It, uh? And in this case of a, a solidarity house in Kipseli, it, in this moment, it could work. This is because it's legal. It's uh, much more expensive. Uh, it means that the normalized uh, uh, housing project in Greece has to pay the rent and all the taxes and all the bills, and it's it's quite a lot. The chance to be to survive, it is not by donations from Greece. Greek people cannot support this thing, but it could survive with international solidarity. In this project, which is very different from Plaza, but it has something that the people that lived in Plaza had something from Plaza. Uh, now the question is if there will be a, a self-organizing which take the, the whole responsibility, or not the whole, but to be active, to actively defend the project. This is what we'll put it now in the next assemblies. In this moment, all, this, uh, all the housing programs of UNHCR are closing. People, the refugees are becoming migrants you know, from a day to another. And uh, this is something really difficult in this moment in Greece. That uh, I described how plaza was made, that it was in the, in the square uh, nearby was lots of homeless people. If you go now to the same square, uh, it is lots of uh, families. Uh, most of them are recognized uh, refugees that are released from uh, Moria and uh, the camps. And they are coming in Athens and they have nothing. And they go to the same square. And if they found some uh, solution through the community, it's okay. But most of them cannot. So they have somehow to survive with a, with a very, very minimum. And uh, it is like a cycle that was closed. In this moment, we are not able to do something similar that than we did then. At, at the end, it was uh, really not easy. Uh, there is a big question. It was really not easy to close Plaza because Plaza was not evicted, and this is a main, a main issue. This decision uh, was one, almost one year before the closing. The question came, uh, and it was announced in a way that the Greek, the, the group that uh, was from the very beginning inside, let's say the reception group, the, the, the main, the core, the core group of locals that had uh, the responsibility of Plaza, said that Plaza will not manage to continue, and uh, we have to come to a procedure of closing. Uh, this uh, was, uh, of course, 
because uh, this group had a reflection of the more general political situation and of the vulnerability of Plaza in comparison to, to other squats and also because of the character of Plaza. Plaza was open, was more, more, more vulnerable to repression and to, to targeted repression. Anyway, there was a, a discussion about why not keep it or why uh, you don't leave and leave it to, to others. Uh, and there was also a question which uh, for me it's not solved, so I leave it open. Of can the founding group decide on it? Uh, I think we did uh, the discussion, was not easy and there was real, real contradictions. At the end, uh, yeah, I think uh, that uh, it was made in, in a good way, even if there was not the possibility to leave it to some others. How do you compare the leftist activism in Germany and Greece? Sometimes in Germany the movement is a bit uh, exposing itself. It's very fancy in a way, but uh, in deep it's, uh, it's really difficult to, to do politics in, in Germany. Uh, maybe also for Greece was not normal to squat such a place, but uh, for Germany I think it's... Uh, since, since many decades, the balance of power is so negative uh, to the left that uh, it was really also a space to, to breathe, to say, okay, it's not everything controlled. This is this feeling that I have in Germany, that it pretends to be a quite a liberal democracy, but uh, if you face it on the street, it's, uh, it's really tough. It's re really repressive. Uh, there is uh, too much defense uh, is, uh, <laughs> is dangerous, I think. And I'm afraid uh, that if we stay a long time in this defense, uh, we will lose uh, a part of the ability to be present in the streets and in the, in the society. Um, okay, maybe this... Uh, this sounds quite uh, uh, pessimistic. It's not only pessimistic, but uh, we have to be aware that uh, if there is a period without resistance, the other side is taking the ground you live, and uh, and Corona is one of these. How they, they can use the crisis and to expand their their ways and their tools of uh, controlling. We see that the, the situation uh, at this moment is uh, really different in the both countries, but uh, in all the countries of Europe. So we are facing with different, uh, not only with different problems, but the state power is, uh, is following different strategies. From the German movement I have uh, many positive uh, things to say. Uh, there is also some criticism that uh, also now are coming in, uh, 
in Greece, for example, the way that many people and many actors of the so-called civil society NGOs were acting, denying a, 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 the local politics without having a grounding and building coalitions and having... So now uh, there is a, um, a real problem of criminalization of, uh, of solidarity. And the weakest part was exactly maybe the target of the, of the repression is uh, the direct solidarity movements. So there is a need, uh, I think, internationalists, really internationalists, not to have like a mission in Greece that is helping migrants, but uh, doesn't care a lot about the, the political situation. That this need of, uh, of networking and being more active. The difference is, uh, of course, there are also a kind of political culture difference and different exper historical experiences. So it's a matter of, uh, of building a broader movement, I would say. So internationalism, it's, it's a very important uh, aspect. I mentioned that there was a common ground before, which uh, maybe there is lots of criticism how uh, the European Social Forums or the uh, the different aspects in the 90s and 2000s that uh, somehow there was a coordination of the movements. There can be a critic on the strategies that were followed there. But now we feel this lack uh, of a common ground or a common, common policies or strategies or campaigns that can unite us. The closed borders uh, in itself makes so different. So, what was a Balkan route from uh, from Turkey to uh, to West, Central, uh, and North Europe? It uh, it is fragmented. It creates so many different points of tensions where the political forces are so different, and what you have to defend is uh, also very urgent in uh, in many cases. There is uh, some things that uh, also Plaza expressed. So, for example, this uh, issue about uh, living together and organized in, a, uh, in the local level to create coalitions in, in, the, in the cities and to create uh, spaces uh, of freedom and of uh, self-organization something that remains and uh, this is uh, what we have to keep even if the experience right now for example is that uh, such big projects are not possible but there is uh, when uh, big projects are not possible there is lots of things that can be happen in a more bread way in a more uh, I also believe that uh, you have to do coalitions uh, not to be uh, only self self-referential, so to uh, to try to use some con uh, broader contradictions. So there is a, when when the situation like uh, is escalating in sense, in example how it is in Lesbos or what is happening about the pushbacks to to find ourselves in a common goals, even if it's groups and. Uh, and parts of the movement or uh, parts of the left that are not 
fighting all the, the issues together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you are afraid to, if you don't want to risk anything, it's uh, it's not possible. But I'm also very critical when uh, to be leftist is like uh, being a, a, a subcultural group uh, or having a specific style and being quite elitistic uh, or condemning uh, the whole of society. We are not outside and we are not somehow freed from ourselves because we decided to be uh, something else than the dominant. So uh, I think it's not us that we are putting the problems and the solutions. That's, it is a, a system that it creates so much violence and so much uh, oppression that the reactions and the, uh, the movements uh, are coming out. And uh, those who, have, who want to act, they have... It's okay, there are good times, there are bad times in this, and there is uh, also times that uh, we lose and times that we uh, gain something, uh, a little something. Also in Greece and in Germany and with the different cultures, I think this is a point, that the contradictions exist and uh, we have to be present and to have, yeah, through collective work, collective intellectual and and praxis to intervene in these struggles that exist. That's my point. I really think that uh, many, what I experienced, and this is a, a funny story, is that uh, many Greeks are using this kind of rom romanticizing the, the struggles in Greece, and they are using it to present themselves as very revolutionaries to the others. On the other side, uh, yeah, I think uh, that uh, many ways to oppress the Greek movement, many strategies of the power, is uh, you can see it in Germany how they were implemented. For example, now if you see some laws on migration, they are copied from Germany. Or if you see some uh, the laws uh, of restricting the right to demonstration, they are also copied uh, from Germany. This is uh, not only Germany, it's also the countries of the core of Europe. At this moment, Germany, because of its role uh, in, uh, in the European uh, Union as a dominant and imperialist power, also exports. There is also this common thing that uh, the German uh, the German politicians are uh, thinking of Germany like success story in the economy, in the politics, in the democracy, and so on. And they they think of the periphery uh, of Greece like uh, somehow failed states that they have to be. It's the old uh, old-fashioned uh, imperialism in this case. So, yeah, they not to have somebody responsible for a demonstration and responsible according to the law. Uh, it's, it sounds strange. This is uh, fought right now in, in Greece, that there is a law which says that uh, you don't come to the street like this. You have a demand. Uh, a person has legally to take the responsibility of what will happen in, 
okay, this is uh, something that uh, uh, was lost in a moment in Germany. It's still uh, to be fought here, and it's still to be fought in Germany. I don't know. It's uh, and you mentioned Corona that uh, we are in a in a period that it gives lots of opportunities of a more surveillance, a more control to the people, a more biopolitical way of, of managing the, the population. And this is a common thing he, here and in all Europe we have to think of that. There are some elements in how we are doing uh, politics and under which conditions that are changing. So common challenges. There is a tradition in Germany of uh, of local struggles or thematic struggles that are have really reached a level that in Greece, in which, dom which was dominated by more traditional leftist uh, concepts, is uh, really we didn't get in through. So, in general, there are more hierarchical uh, relations, or some things are not put in, in discussion at all. This is important. I agree with you that the, the, there has to be something that unites. It's not only alternative uh, politics alternative uh, culture that creates the radical movement. It's also the need of uh, having structures and having ways of collective decisions and collective discussions and this is and collective action. How did the left scene change in Greece after the government shifted from Syriza to Neo-Democratia in 2019? What are the challenges you are faced with these days? In Greece we are facing an economic and political crisis since 2010 that really changed the political system and the, and the way of the crisis brought uh, a situation, a state of exception in Greece. So the that there was uh, an increase of exceptional politics. There was, of course, that the memoranda uh, had taken away any possibility uh, of the Greek parliament to decide on, on the very fiscal economic issues. So there was, this is, of course, continuing. continuing. It's uh, uh, a deep structural crisis, but also destroyed the uh, what we knew as a political uh, system before, that was uh, dominated by two big, uh, big parties, the social democratic one and the conservative one. And it brought up uh, on the one side the far right, the Nazi party and so on, but it made, uh, which is quite a unique thing, a reformist leftist party to become a government. And Nea Democratia now uh, tries to present itself that uh, the normality is coming back, but actually is another phase of crisis. And we see this combination of neoliberalism with really conservative values and uh, exceptional politics that continues. So the things uh, about democratic rights, about uh, freedoms, is, uh, is lots 
on the stake, so it's lots to be fought. Democratia uh, is a field that has the possibility to attack, to implement a program of uh, radical neoliberalism and uh, repressive controlling policies. And uh, they identify any alternative uh, politics, even broader strata of the society, not only migrants which are scapegoated, it's, only, it's also uh, a youth that is not taking uh, uh, the life that is uh, offered to them. It's uh, uh, also people that are struggling in their everyday life. So it's, they follow um, a repressive policy and trying also to, to escalate it. In, uh, in many cases, they try to produce the, a reaction in order to suppress it. So there is uh, right now a step back, especially in the in the issues, uh, the ra racism is, uh, is really strengthened and is ofi officially supported, officially presented. Also, a prospect of life that you have to be, to compete, to be competitive and to survive over the others. But there is some, uh, some reactions that are, that are good, okay. Now we have high school students squatting the the schools, because it was this, this way that I po was politicized uh, when, I, when I see it, it's, uh, that there is a generation which doesn't have to think all the, all the difficulties of uh, struggling or, or the historical defeats. They don't even uh, experience uh, the last decade of struggles. And you know, this, this struggle is about this very differentiated way that the government is treating Corona by targeting some groups as responsible, making people as self-responsible for spreading Corona without supporting the health system. That they, at the same time, uh, they leave uh, the public uh, transport. All the buses are full or like this, but they say that it's your fault that uh, you get close to other people. You don't keep uh, social distancing. And in the, in the schools there are classes of 25 people without any kind of uh, corona prevention uh, measures. We have also, because of the day, the conviction of the Golden Dawn Party, which was very important after five years, the biggest uh, court procedure in Greece. The Nazi Party, which used to have 7% to have in the parliament and was acting uh, really under, under the protection of the uh, official and not so official states and the protection of the police is now convicted as a criminal organization, uh, which is a victory of the anti-fascist movement in, in Greece. Of course, n not solving the issue about fascism and everyday fascism is raising in this moment, but some of the organizers of the brutal attacks and the murder, murdering of migrants and uh, anti-fascists they will brought in jail.
I wish I could talk with Yorgos more and ask him more questions about his involvement in other projects. There are still a myriad of things I don't know, and so I will try to figure out different aspects of being an activist in different parts of the world by talking with more people. In the next episode, I will be digging more politics beyond Europe in a discussion with my friend and comrade Mohammad Tutkabuni. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast and let's check in again in January. Best wishes for the new year in which hopefully activist groups and people can go back to their normal activities after the corona horror. Undisturbed is produced by me, Bijan Sabak, and is a part of Colorful Voices radios around Germany. The music of the podcast is produced by Jonas and Justus, fully diversifying and intentionally disturbing Kashmir's Undisturbed. Undisturbed is published with a Creative Commons license. For more information and critics or recommendations, reach us at undisturbed at medianfeelfault.net. Best of best, till next month.